Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It is another episode of the Budo Brothers Podcast. You got Kyle, and today we have a very special podcast. We had the privilege of doing an interview with Muay Thai kickboxing coach superstar Mike Miles. Now, this man has been in the industry just about as long as I've been alive, and he is very talented. He has coached UFC fighters. He is one of Canada's best kickboxing coaches and puts out an athlete factory full of talent. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Miles. All right, guys, I'm here with Mike Miles of Mike Miles Muay Thai Kickboxing, and this man is a legend. I know a little bit about his story, but I just wanted to have a conversation today about Muay Thai and martial arts and how it's affected your life, and maybe you can inspire some people to begin martial arts. So could you just give me a little bit of background on how you started and what got you interested in it? Well, I got into the martial arts because as a little kid, I was, first of all, uh, really picked on. I didn't have much for self-confidence. I was a clunky kid, so I wanted to learn how to defend myself. Now let's take it one step back from there. I played hockey like the typical Canadian right. kid. We didn't have much money, I had lousy equipment, and I froze my feet really bad, so I'd get on the ice and about five minutes my feet were gone. So I couldn't play hockey like the typical you know, Canadian boy. Right. And then on there, I'm trying to figure out what can I do, and then I was always being picked on, and it was time to defend myself. That's such an origin story of a lot of martial artists. You know, there's, they're picked on, or they, they feel like they need to get stronger or defend themselves, and it just gravitates them towards this. So what made you choose Muay Thai of all arts? Well, Muay Thai, when I first started, there wasn't very many martial arts available. So I didn't start in Muay Thai. You know, we had traditional karate, had a certain kung fu school that was around that was also called the karate school. There was judo and boxing. Mm -hmm. So boxing, I kind of shied away from right away at first because I was quite young. So I wanted to start off and I started in karate. The funny thing is, is the day I started, which was November 27th, was Bruce Lee's birthday. Oh, that's so it's, a cool it's, day to start. Yeah, isn't that cool? It's yeah. kind of like how everything just gelled together, which was cool. I'm not like Bruce Lee, but I'm just saying, yeah. for me, it's kind of an, a neat coincidence. Yeah. And you, one thing that's about you is that you started off fighting in the ring, right? Yep. Like, how long did you compete for? What, uh, what were kind of the stories and lessons you learned? Did you go to Thailand to like what? So when the full contact sports started uh, in North America, they started with karate and throwing in some punches and guys would put on boxing gloves. That evolved into what they called full contact karate to try to, try to stay away from commissions. And they started incorporating good boxing and kicking. Then a guy by the name of Benny the Jedrakitas came along and he started adding in low kicks mm -hmm. and then from there I had a bunch of my students who went to Thailand Thailand and said hey you should go so I went over there I found a, a gentleman by the name of John Panya Kratis mm -hmm. and I worked with him and we brought it back and started doing the first Muay Thai shows in Canada wow. uh, bringing in I brought in athletes from probably almost 50 countries around the world so we were consistently doing fight cards using international fighters professional and amateur um, the Muay Thai was just the natural step forward it really was it brought a lot of excitement into it for a while people kind of sat back and didn't think much of it until UFC came along and a lot of the best fighters 
start training in either boxing or Muay Thai. Why do you think that Muay Thai was adopted by the UFC so much? What is it about the art that, that makes it very applicable to um, over maybe some of the other striking arts? Sure, so the big thing that is the difference is that in most martial arts styles, and I don't want to get people mad, is lots of punching and kicking. Right. But with the grappling, the added you know, single leg, double leg, taking somebody to the ground, ground and pound, short range weapons, elbows and knees. And you've seen even the UFC fighters, when they first started, everybody was gravitating towards Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And then along came Maurice Smith, who's a good friend of mine, started throwing low kicks. And then from there, um, what's this? Oh, Mr. Anderson, what's the guy's name? From uh, Brazil. Anderson Silva? Anderson Silva, right. sorry. Boy, isn't that bad? I apologize to everybody. <laughs> no he started putting in the elbows and started putting in the clinch. Right. So you've got all these ranges. You've got long range, mid range, which is long strikes. You've got short range, elbows, knees, plum, uh, which means clinching, being able to throw the guy to the ground there's lots of throwing in Muay Thai. Yeah. The only thing we don't do in Muay Thai is fight on the actual ground. So that's where you bring in your Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Awesome. So you've seen a change through the years now. Everybody is pretty much looking the same. It used to be in the early years, uh, you know, the Gracie family. But now everybody knows how to wrestle, do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, throw some good strikes. It's really become a very level playing field now. And now with training athletes, like I know you've you've had some fighters, or a lot of fighters actually, go to the UFC or fight a very high level competition. What do you do as a coach in order to to build this caliber of fighter? Because you know there's a lot of people who have schools, there's a lot of people who train martial arts. How do you develop these people to reach these high levels? So the big thing is we're in a strange time right now in terms of society. Everything wants, everybody wants instant gratification. They want to instantly be able to, to be able to do everything. And what I do is I'll take a fighter out and I'll work on their strong aspects, build a plan around that, and then start incorporating the stuff they're not as strong with. So. Every one of my fighters is not cookie cutter. Not everyone's the same. You know, I'll have short people, tall people, fat people, strong people, and you just try to take their best attributes, build it, and any weakness that they have, you try to cover up those holes in their fight, their fight ability, so that they're a little more well-rounded. Very cool. Um, and when you are you're training these people. Do you travel with them or did you travel with them? Like, what's, what's it like? Do you do some camps with them still? Are you more on the retirement side looking in or like where, where are we at in the, the game here? So I'm still not at the retirement, uh, retirement end. It's yeah. just, yeah, people look at me, white hair, old guy, uh, missing teeth, <laughs> what, what, whatever. Uh, I still travel with them. I still prepare them as much as I can. I still offer insight into what I think they're lacking and need to work on. Right. But I still like to travel a little bit. You know, the last two years with COVID, it's kind of changed the game for sure. completely for everybody in regards to what we can or cannot do. And, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the more of the art side of martial arts. Now. Thailand in particular, what made you decide that I'm going to bring this back to Canada? What I, what I really, really, really liked was in the traditional martial arts when I first started, it got to the point that there were so many egos involved, like just unbelievable, you know. 
I didn't strike you because if I would have struck you, I would have killed you. Guys with 47th degree black belt. So it kind of got to the point that it was so commercialized and lots of big egos. And when I met my Muay Thai instructors, very, very humble. I loved it. That's one thing I really loved about Thailand is it's called the land of smiles for a reason, right? But generally, you know, I mean, you still get some fighters who got a little bit of an ego, but in general, they are so welcoming. They're nice people. They, you know, uh, lead a really nice life, good to other people. And that's so important to me. That's really important. It's more than just punching and kicking somebody. There's also that character development to become the best person that you can be. Awesome. And how long have you been in martial arts now? Uh, since 1967, 55 years. 55 Ooh. years. So that is, that is a lifetime of martial arts. What would you say some of the biggest lessons that martial arts has taught you and what has it, how has it benefited your life? Um, well, obviously I, liked, I like to give back. I'm trying to help everybody become the best they can be, achieve things that they've never done before. You know, and I've, I've learned the hard way too, you know. Uh, everybody, going back to instant gratification, I want to win my fight, I want to win my fight, they lose their fight, I want a rematch, whatever. You had your chance to do it, let's go back to the drawing board and keep building from there. So the idea, it's really important, again, it's not just about punching and kicking, what's really important is developing good people. Really, you know, to give back to society. Whether they want to fight or not doesn't really matter, but if they can be a bit of a role model with other people, how many people have come back to me and said, you know, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have completed university. Look at what I did, I got a degree. You showed me how to focus. You showed me how to do certain things. So again, it's not just about punching and kicking. Perfect, and I think we'll wrap it up, but the last thing I wanted to ask you is for a person who's maybe on the couch or sitting there contemplating starting martial arts, they could be any age, what would you say to inspire them to start martial arts? Great atmosphere, family atmosphere, you get into a gym, you've got that family atmosphere, you're working with people, it gives you a chance to interact with people, learn a skill, and God forbid, you get something that'll help you with self-defense if you ever need it. Amazing. Where can people find you? How can they reach out to you? If they want to see more or go check out old fights or what's what's the best way? Best way is to get on online, uh, mikemiles.com. Pretty simple, M-I-K-E-M-I-L-E-S.com. That'll tell you where our gym is. There's fight clips on there. Also on Facebook, you can look us up too. Uh, I have a web page, our page in there of strictly fight clips, things like that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. It was awesome. And uh, glad we could have got together for this. Thank you.